Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Being Borderless podcast with your host, Musa Bajwa. Uh, today, I have a very special guest with me who is actually from Poland, but is currently living in uh, Italy. She is involved in the world of AI and has been for a long time. But other than that, she's also a very creative person who is running her own studio called, called Upi Silala Studio. I hope I pronounced that right. And yeah, we're going to yeah. dig into... <laughs> getting to understand what led her towards AI, what led her towards starting this creative endeavor. So welcome, Veronica. How are you? How's everything? Thank you for being here. I'm, I, I'm really excited to be here and uh, I'm really great. It's really sunny, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, we, we also have quite warm weather, I would say, in Warsaw right now. Quite hot for some people, but for me, it's, uh, it's relatively fine. <laughs> Around yeah, yeah, I get. I think you're used to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having been growing up in Pakistan in 40 plus, I think I kind of that part has still not left me. Uh, yeah. So awesome! I'm very happy that you joined me on this uh, podcast. Thank you for taking your time. And thank you for I... letting me to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually start like uh, I start the podcast with asking every guest about their childhood a bit and because i strongly believe it has a huge part to play into who we are today may that be the programming we have since childhood or how we unlearned that and we'll get to that as well but how was your childhood and how do you think it impacted you to be the person you are today yeah so um it's a huge question i think but um mostly the childhood was around exploring and creativity and I was the kind of uh, child that was always outside playing like one of those last generations playing in the in the gardens and coming up with crazy things I had um, one one friend and we were always outside and my mom needed to drag me back home to eat and and do things at home or or clean house stuff like that I, I never wanted to come back I was like having so much fun uh with creativity and experimenting and coming up what this tree may be and we had so many games um with with my friend so I was trying always to put that creativity into place. And what I always valued, I think, is like being different and uh, expressing your true self. And I like when you're a child, you don't really think of uh, censorship. You you are just like expressing your the values that you're born with and, and trying to follow mm -hmm. that, right? Um, but the problem I think about growing up is that we are unfortunately taught to be conformists and we are awarded at school to be like everyone else so at some point even those colorful children they are uh, forced oftentimes to be like everyone else and mm -hmm. um, I think that's what I'm unlearning till today to go back to that loving what I love and showing it to others and following the tasks based on my own understanding, my own vision, instead of 
getting points for being like others. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very interesting that you brought up the point of uh, being becoming conformist, because I I think in childhood we also we still have I think this lack of censorship also comes from being I would say a bit innocent about the world and a bit yeah. not understanding what is actually happening around us. But as you said, like as we start kind of going through the school system, it's uh, uh, the way the school system is set up and there's uh, the way the teachers are uh, interacting with the students and the way the competition is that, oh, you need to, basically you need to pass exams to get a certain grade. And then through that grade, it's, grade, it's decided which further schools or universities you can go to, which programs you have access to. Uh, and of course, there are certain career choices that are valued more. Uh, so my question from that would be, why do you think there is this a culture of conformism placed upon people while growing up because it's easier to lead people that are the same <laughs> i think that's like True. the basic answer but um i think this system is harming the most the creative people the people who want something more because there are people who find themselves amazingly in that systems they want structure they want um they want they want to know what they're supposed to do and and they will do it exactly this way and then they're happy and do their days exactly the same way but the problem is that actually we are growing so much and have been growing this societies of of robots and now there's a funny switch that ai is taking most of those maybe jobs that are uh from the systems and actually mm-hmm. the creativity plays much bigger lo- role because um, based on also what I know about AI is that the creativity of a human being is something that will never be repla- replaced by by AI and mm-hmm. um, so we are we are harming ourselves by by the systems and I think almost never, I was appreciated by by my teachers for being my own self, following my vision, and actually that that is really harming. And why is it like that? Also because they were taught in that way. So like mm-hmm. till this person is not following their own concept of individuality. They will be following mm-hmm. the system that they were brought up in. So it's like, okay, they, they taught me that I should be having one job and so on and and knowing geography, history and so on. I'm not innovative person uh, so that I will not come up with requiring that from people. I will just follow requiring what what I'm used to. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think it it also goes into this big debate of which kind, what kind of jobs AI will replace, or is I think many of them are already being yeah. replaced and be, have been replaced for years actually. And I mean now because we're hearing so much about uh, AI and large language learning models, that's why everyone is getting to the attention of everyone. Uh, yeah, but uh, why do you think AI would never replace human creativity? Oh, it's it's for sure a controversial topic. Um, 
But from my own understanding, my own experience as artist and my own experience as a person observing the industry of artificial intelligence, my answer is that AI is learning on existing data and uh, reproducing uh, the stuff that already exists. But um, a human creativity is like a, an expression of human soul. And mm -hmm. this way, like, of course, not every artist will be doing things this way. There are so many artists that are just putting blobs on canvases and that does not express anything. But um, mostly the power of true creativity and through human expression is this through expression of human soul, which a, a robot won't be able to do. It's also so many parameters that are in AI system that many times it won't be able to see some details that the human brain, human soul will be able to catch. What I would say, and, and what is my perspective, is that I'm really happy that AI comes to place in, in this world because now we can save the time on the repetitive things, things that our brains cannot really handle in a fast manner, but we can concentrate on creating new innovative systems and, and creating better relations because that's what machines won't do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with that. Uh, I think the AI conversation is very, people forget to, okay, what I'm trying to say is that people forget to listen to new technology and news uh, through the filters of seeing who it's benefiting and which people are propagating that. Uh, so when people are promoting mid-journey or people are pr promoting chat GPT-4, they kind of leave a lot of subtext out of it. And you need to do your own research to understand, okay, where is the data coming from? Why is it that? Wh where, what is the program learning upon to produce the results, basically? And you are still giving it prompts. So the human is still giving prompts. And that is the creativity, I would say, uh, aspect that it's missing right now. While some people would argue that, okay, that's because it's limited uh, from the back end and it's not allowed to completely, I don't know, be self-aware, <laughs> self-aware of itself. Uh, my bone of contention is always it is still created by a human being. So in essence, AI is a production <laughs> of a human, human creativity. So no matter what you say, in the end of the day, the human created it. Would it does it help in day-to-day -day tasks and improving I would say our lives definitely. Uh, there's many different uses uses of the technology, uh, and I think this is a good pivot of uh, why you chose to be in this industry in the first place. Because I haven't heard of many women in the AI industry. Uh, I think it's still pretty. If I'm wrong, you can correct me. But I think it's still pretty dominated by males or men uh, when it comes to backend engineering and even promoting the technology itself. So how did you end up joining AI or the world of AI? Well, it was mostly 
by accident. <laughs> I would never choose it myself. And, uh, but now I got to like it. And uh, I think what I learned from that is that it just requires a good environment to get curious about something and, and then you can learn anything, even if then before you, you would never think of even that. So I, my plan for my life was to do something, I don't know, like graphic design or illustration. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been doing these things before I, I studied fashion communication and, um, but mostly my jobs were far from that. I, I was just, I don't know, like life is quite accidental. So, mm -hmm. um, you, you do whatever the opportunity is, and then you have the choice if you get curious about it or not. And if you do, that's, that's the chance, that's the chance to open yourself for something completely new to grow in a way you never thought of, but if it comes on your path. I always think that it's meant to be. And and that's why I try to be curious about anything that comes out. And many times these things are completely out of my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like now I, I'm progressing to even a new role um, because I started in AI as, as head of local chapters in, mm -hmm. in a projects and um, I started having no experience with that. I learned it in the period of two years, um, like basics and and like understanding of AI and so on. And now I will be progressing to the completely new role that I don't really have background of, like by name. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's all about trying and trusting that if that comes out on your way it's it's meant for you and uh, mm -hmm. if you do want to get into ai you first need to think what why you want to do it because if you want to do it just for the money like because there's the hype of the jobs and so on yeah i i don't really recommend that I mean, there are so many jobs in the world that can pay. And, and now there are so many AI engineers that can do these things. So mm -hmm. don't do it for that. But if you have better reasons, like you're curious about the data or you're curious about technology, that's the right way of looking at it. Okay, so having a deeper why, pretty much is what can drive you further in the industry as well. Like anything, I would say. Yeah, yeah. But in in my opinion, for for people like me, it's it's not the easiest to learn coding or AI because I, I really love to talk to people. I love colors and shapes and visual things. And when I started learning Python, I got very frustrated that there are not many colors or shapes involved and it's very like technical learning and um because i have like dyslexia i always try to 
um, find my creative ways to go through challenges of learning. So my way mostly was to illustrate things. That's also how I kind of developed my illustration skills so that I could learn things that were hard. And I, I tried to do it with Python. It's pretty challenging okay. to illustrate learning Python, but <laughs> I, I think if one day I will manage to do it, like many, many people who are not yet able to learn these things because they are too technical, they will finally be mm -hmm. able to do it. Yeah, that's like, I can't imagine. So I'm not uh, dyslexic, but I've known people who are, so I can't imagine it's, it's difficult to sit through, I would say, a normal class or a normal presentation, but doing code while being dyslexic. I think, and if you manage to do that, that you can manage to bring this to more people, uh, that's like for a greater good. Is there any resources available at the moment that might, that help you to be better at, given your condition? Not many, no. I actually wanted... Uh to create such projects because we were having a program of uh, contacting like NGOs for creating open source projects. So I was trying to contact uh, some of the best organizations uh, on dyslexia. Um, mm -hmm. But for now, we didn't manage to do it. But it would be super interesting to involve AI and in, in learning about AI to mm -hmm. to, to these people with basically neuro neurodiverse people because like um i also have adhd so then there's okay. a lot of many things that you have problems with and you need to find creative solutions to manage life with them yeah definitely i think it's uh it's definitely some magnitudes more difficult for you. So well done for you to still what you're doing <laughs> and you're pushing for <laughs> solutions in this industry. Uh, but how do you see the industry? Is it more open to neurodiverse people? Um, I'm not much aware. Okay. Like... Uh, it's it's my personal opinion, but many times it's just like a work on the upper level of organizations like NGOs, I don't know, yeah. huge organizations. And they talk like, we need to make diverse backgrounds and accessibility mm -hmm. and so on. But they talk on this upper level, but they mostly don't touch this ground level of mm -hmm. real people so that it barely affects them and their mm -hmm. real change. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I hope it, it becomes more accessible to people, whoever they are, whatever uh, neurodiversity they have. Uh, because if it is the future, then it should be more inclusive instead of just marketing uh, like everything else. But I think it always takes time. And where does... Yeah. We've talked about your work and why you're in AI by accident. Uh, 
I saw on your LinkedIn that you said it's AI for good. I thought all AI is good. Oh no. AI can be used in a very wrong ways. Um I mean the the pinpoint of the the mission of the company I work in is that we basically want to do projects for for good of the world so we don't necessarily would accept the project that would be evil or does not meet um policies of privacy and we just mostly want to create tools that will help people and mm -hmm. and we're creating tools that are like about improving industries sustainability and um, also diversity and and so on mm -hmm. but okay i don't know how much i want to be this to be public but the this work <laughs> is like not really my life i mean it's it's just like a tiny bit of uh uh an accident that just happened but i'm still okay. not super passionate about ai and and i'm not an expert okay uh okay so it it can sound cool but i it's it's not my huge passion <laughs> okay so what are you passionate about i i'm passionate about inspiration life creativity struggles I think that's why I finally created a space for it and and I try to dedicate more and more time to that field. And you're talking about uh, OPC Lala Studio. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that. <laughs> Can you walk us through the name? What does it mean? Where where did you get uh, inspiration for it? Yeah, yeah. So firstly, like at first, this was supposed to be my portfolio website and uh, the concept of this project was supposed to have a different name, but uh -huh. it like for two years, I couldn't find a name that I would like. So I decided that I don't care. I would just express whatever I want to express under Upsilala and why I love it so much because it's like me, my personality, like everyone uh -huh. knows that i'm like sometimes um making things fall on on the floor or there are just <laughs> things that that happen and i'm like oopsie and then <laughs> it's like um lala it's it's i guess a girl but also like lala la so okay it's okay. like um oopsie lala <laughs> and um i i want to bring joy so it's like um my my subtitle of, of the name i guess it's mistakes welcome so like even okay. if you're like oopsie something happened um you should be not worried you should be happy that you tried something it's life try trying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the name makes perfect sense now because I was wondering, I thought it was some Swedish word or something from Scandinavia. <laughs> I was going quite deep into it, uh, the wording. 
Um, like yeah, yeah, it's like Maneskin. Like, oopsie lala. Okay. Makes sense. That's a great name, actually. Uh, <laughs> so what led you to start it? And when did you start it? Um, so I think it was like I was this kind of this concept was creating for years and years. Um, it was very mature already, like two, three years ago, because actually my um, university project on fashion communication, it was a brand idea that at first was called Bander Breaker. Uh, but then I checked uh, that Bander is something else and I decided that cannot be the name of my project. <laughs> um, do you know what Bander is? When in my language, it's a monkey. Ah, okay. That's a cool one. That's a cool, cool understanding of it. No, I checked. I had no idea about it, but in my university, they teach you like you should check, double check what your name means yeah. in many languages. And in English, actually, Bander means a man with bad manners, something like okay. that. Ben, so, Bender uh, or Banter? So the concept was that it's from boundaries. So it's like Bander okay, okay. Breaker. Because okay, the okay, Bandery okay. Breaker doesn't sound good. Okay. So Bander Breaker, BB, and so on. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the end, I I had problems, and and I was coming up with tons of different names after that one, and and they were crazy, and <laughs> then I finally decided for this one. But uh, I decided to finally introduce that whole project that was like mm-hmm. so mature already that it's almost over mature that I finally need to go out with it because it was growing yeah. in my notebooks and yeah. notes and head and I basically had everything planned but I just couldn't start to act yeah and why is that why do you think that was because I'm asking that question uh because I see that I saw that in myself. I still see it in myself. Uh, it comes mostly. It comes from thinking that you know you don't have enough information, or you don't know how everything works, or you know uh, how do I put it out there. Uh, sometimes it's also coming from a fear of vulnerability, even though I believe I'm a very vulnerable person, or a fear of being rejected uh, from people that you don't even know about, uh, that who's gonna watch yeah. it. And this is where you're kind of. If you go deeper into, you know, analytics and content management and strategy, that's where that, but I think that is like way down in the line. Uh, Yeah. But it's also, I feel in today's world where self-awareness industry is uh, a behemoth, I think, you know how if you're in a dating app, their goal is to keep you on the dating app, to keep you swiping. I think that's what self-awareness industry has become. Is like Their goal is to keep you in the books, to keep you on the podcast. Ironically, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast right now, but their goal is to keep you on a podcast, to keep you, you know, oh yeah, journal this, journal that, X, Y, Z. Not a lot of people tell you that, you know, you need at some point you just need to start acting. There's yeah. not much reading. 
10 books that are telling you the same exact thing, which is, oh, follow the follow your heart. Stop thinking what other people are going to say. And, uh, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. I forgot who said that. I don't know if it's Sun Tzu. But, yeah, so w- what led you to not take action early on? And what led you then to decide, okay, fuck it, I need to do it? Um, I think, like, actually, that's one of my biggest topics that I work on um on on everyday basis it's like understanding how to start because mm-hmm. it took me so long to start that it's not like one of the things that i learned it's not like someone will just appear and tell you just start yeah. because that won't work because there are so many small steps of problems that are on the way that till someone breaks it down into some points and maybe gives you helps or explanations or resources, it's too big thing to to overcome. And and many people either stop even before starting or at some point of starting. So maybe you want to start a podcast, but you create great graphics. And it's so hard maybe to start it and, and create it and so on. And you do two, three episodes and then you stop. That Then you stop still at the start point. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm really interested in, uh, in that topic. So every time when I'm facing a struggle of starting, I try to note down what is the problem. Like this little problem that I face today. And then maybe what can be the solution? Because there mm-hmm. are many small problems, as I mentioned. So yeah. one of them is, of course, like you want to do something that you never did before. So how come you can know that you can succeed? You don't have yeah. evidence. Yeah. So that's, I like think, the main problem. You need to build problem. evidence on the way. Yeah, yeah. But... I think everything comes back to belief and like belief that this can work, believe that mm-hmm. you're able to learn, believe yeah. that this makes sense, believe that trying makes sense because this will lead you to to taking steps. And if you do not have that belief, no amount of discipline even will make you go above the start yep no that i think that is uh, even though i i think discipline is key once you do have the belief and maybe in the beginning you won't have it yeah. because you've never done it before right but i think the difference i've seen uh in non-fictional real people <laughs> and in fictional characters as well uh like there's this Joseph Campbell's hero's journey if you know about it mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. it's always that they do start with the belief you always know okay i will get there you know and it's everyone says i honestly i didn't believe this before maybe that was why i was not doing these uh, creative things uh, such as writing and sharing it and podcasting and uh, content production because i never really thought uh you know it would be valuable for someone else uh to share but i think once you 
it's like what you tell yourself the most is what is actually going to happen because that shapes your thoughts then your thoughts shape yeah. your actions and that then action turns into habits and your character itself uh and once you have that then consistency and discipline is key but but i know it's very difficult if you're in the in creativity because i feel like like i love writing but i can't tell you when, the, when was the last time i wrote something i mean i do write like on my notepad like on my notepad app you know the five six lines every other day but to sit down and to consistently write every day for one hour so as to say this is like their advice from uh, we were talking about uh, the author of atomic habits recently <laughs> but this is yeah. one of his advices like you know you need to you need to make it the habit that not one hour but at least 5 minutes whenever you have time ideally in the morning or before you sleep so there are upsides to it but i think with the creativity you have to overcome even more self doubt as like circling back to the programming that we have from the beginning in school uh, where if you told someone i want to become a writer you're not really taken that seriously or i want to become an artist or i want to you know go into music i mean those thoughts might be shifting now but at least when i was growing up it was very different uh it wasn't considered an actual career path that you can sustain yourself upon and it's not easy i would say uh to this day like doing your own thing is still the most difficult thing because as you said like you're going against the system in a way uh you would yeah. you need to chart your own path and you need to be your own evidence uh yeah and you recently started your only... own youtube sorry <laughs> i mean that's the only way to go for me that's what i realized to be yourself is the only true way to live because without it you will never really discover the the fullest meaning of life yeah 100% agree i think and it it you know it 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 can sound very daunting if you've never been yourself but i think everyone inside them knows because they're always searching for something at least with me it, it is the case that i i always have this urge which is guiding me and i have no idea where it's what it's guiding me towards and it's definitely learning to better understand yourself i would say uh yeah and once you start kind of doing that i feel like there is a huge weight that is lifted or you lift it off yeah. your shoulders because you're not pretending to be someone you're not and you're acting kind of you're coming into integrity with yourself but yeah and that may come in different way like we're not saying that you have to if someone is listening like you have to post on youtube or you have to post on you can do it in your daily life as well is just knowing what you value for yourself and then sharing that with the world uh yeah i mean yeah like allow yourself to be yourself and and trust yeah. yourself no matter what the first outcomes are because we are too attached to the first outcomes but actually the long run it's what matters and integrity and so on i mean that's what helped me i think to start going back to to that topic um serious of 
self pep talks or journaling uh-huh. or I don't know affirmations yeah about allowing yourself to be yourself that's yeah. what's gonna change your life yeah yeah I I 100% agree with this uh, like a few a year ago I, I don't know do you know Mel Robbins yeah 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 I, I follow her so So I saw her post on Instagram where she's like, oh, every morning when I wake up, I high five myself in the mirror. And I was like, the fuck bullshit is this? <laughs> she's like, it'll do like two things to you. One, it will make you laugh because how dumb it is. But at the yeah. same time, if you keep on doing it, it will start changing your perception about yourself. And for me, yeah. I did that for like some months, you know, I would, regardless of how I felt, I would go in the mirror and like high five myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's come to the point now where it's very natural for me to do it and it kind of built myself for it uh which <laughs> yeah really like just because you i've uh, years ago there was i had a conversation with one of my friends who was a therapist and i was not in a very good place like i was very depressed i think it was 2018 2017 and uh i called her and we were just talking and i was constantly being very critical of myself and she said uh imagine your best friend came to you and was saying these things or asking for advice would you talk to them the same way you're talking about yourself right now and i was like yeah no i would never do that and yeah. you know it took me time to understand that like now i think it's a more holistic understanding of the that conversation but i think it also takes time uh and nothing especially when you're working with self awareness and self development getting to learn about yourself and your soul i think this is the biggest task of our lives and it it's never going to end 100% until we end or we die whatever day that might be uh yeah and it's it's very hard because you need to face a lot of a lot of things that you have told yourself to be true and they might not be true internally and then also face a lot of truths about yourself and also the good so everything like the good the bad you know the ugly and then sit with it and make peace with it and then you can move on <laughs> yeah yeah but it enhances your work then but that you share with the world and it's worth it that's what no, i can say no it's 100% worth it It is 100% worth it but it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it all comes back to the choice. Like you can choose to to take the work to to do what you're supposed to do. Like something that really changed my mindset mm, was that maybe I had a really bad mood and I didn't know how to to lift it up and then mm-hmm. i don't know from somewhere i got the thought that it's like you choose if you allow it to be like it's your choice like how you approach it do you prefer to get attached to those negative feelings and and be emotional yeah. and or you choose today that something is more important you choose today that you want to be happy so you will do these things that you enjoy it's it's very controversial 
this this choice topic but if you look at it with your heart you do have a choice yeah i mean we all have agency in our life and i think we choose to give it away and yeah. of course every person's circumstances are different but i think in the end of the day we choose to take certain actions and we have control over them uh yeah so yeah that is that is life Do you choose <laughs> you choose what's important for you if if yeah. for more important it's comfort <laughs> then you can stay in the job that is making you unhappy but if it's more important for you to feel fulfilled you will do yeah. some crazy things to change that and you know to reach that fulfillment you would need to make sacrifices you would pretty yeah. much need to kind of break your self image you know build a new person i have so yeah. many friends who work in who've been working in startups in different corporate uh, uh industries and whenever we're having conversations one or two people are always yeah i want to do this i want to do that but they've been in this company for like 7 years and they still choose to continue like they don't choose to take that step you know because of i mean there's multiple things right there's you can say they're very comfortable you can say they are very fearful of because they don't know what's next but if you want to become if you want to do a certain thing you would need to become a different person than who you are today yeah. and if that's what your heart is calling for it will always keep calling for that until you know until you do it or if you don't do it that will turn into a regret i would say that's my perspective <laughs> on it i can see i can really see that i mean this project the upsilala studio project the, the everything that i want to express with it it's something that has been coming back to me all the time but i think yeah. the problem about the things that we deep down want to do is that many times we we don't really believe it's possible and many times when you want to innovate something it's even harder like in my case the struggle is that it's not really one dimensional thing that i wanted to do it would be much easier if i always have wanted to be a painter or a singer or mm -hmm. like a normal thing and and then you have like normal steps of actions or or even yeah. tutors courses but in my case it was just like i think the need of expressing yourself that i couldn't yeah. really grasp for for many years now i really understand it and it's not really like one medium or one topic but more like the sets of values and mediums that i i identify with and and then you need to take this choice that you believe that even if it sounds random in your head and it sounds random for these people around you if you mm -hmm. have it in your heart for a long time it makes sense yeah yeah and i mean and unless you and there's people who choose to not follow it uh and i think it only i also believe that it only only stays with you for a certain time and if we choose to ignore it it just starts dying it becomes very faint 
because yeah. you're just ignoring it's into i would call it intuition or your inner voice or whatever you can call it but that leads you to more fulfilling things yeah it can become a huge wound like maybe yeah, you don't have that yeah. voice anymore but you will it will become a huge regret yeah yeah and that's when you start bleeding on other people because you feel like everything else like you're doing this thing because you need to pay bills and you need to do this xyz yeah. but in the end of the day you're not taking uh a chance on yourself and you're not letting yeah. things kind of pan out in that way so what is your kind of if you have a long term goal with opisilala studio what would you want it to be i i want to inspire people um mm-hmm. through the means of art and creativity and okay. help them help them to live okay that's the main goal okay i know how crazy it sounds but uh, no i don't think it sounds I, crazy i mean it sounds crazy for me but you're already the second person that says that it's not so i should uh, connect with that yeah. person and have a talk <laughs> yeah um, i would recommend you you read a book called the big leap it's yeah you told me already <laughs> so i'm telling you again <laughs> um i th- so i believe it would be helpful i i will be happy to i i like to i mean it all comes back from that i never really had a real vision of the 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 street that i want to follow and that was my huge mm-hmm. problem and a and a complex yeah. like it wasn't really meeting the the field like mm-hmm. um i i think that will be like jumping jumping one step forward but it's actually one thing that i um like about unlearning the things from the past that that you you share mm-hmm. um i'm unlearning that the industry standards are not necessarily your standards um yeah. and that's like i never really knew exactly how i define myself or my interest in my path mm-hmm. till i started to look back on what i was interested in and mm-hmm. i was interested in inspire inspiration i yeah. i have always been writing down quotes and i always wanted to watch only inspiring movies <laughs> <laughs> so even if they don't tell you that there's a job that can be called inspirational speaker yeah there I is i finally admit that i maybe want to do that yeah that's amazing so i mean that's what happens when you start following uh yeah. as brianna wise would say contours of your heart and let it lead where you need to be <laughs> yeah it's a brave adventure and i'm happy we're both on it i think it's worth it 100% yeah. regardless of where it leads us uh so always at the towards the end of the conversation uh i asked previous guests to leave a question for the 
upcoming guest and they don't know who the guest is. Uh, and the question for you is, what is your daily struggle that you are content with doing for the rest of your life? Mm. Doubting myself. I think. Interesting. Uh, Why is that? Like every day, I think I face that problem of I have plans what to do or what I should be doing or even passions, but then mm -hmm. the doubt kills the vibe, kills the energy, and then you start to procrastinate. And, and that's, I think, will be following me for a long time still. But are you choosing to struggle with it or is it something that you would like to get rid of on on one hand yes i think like maybe doubting yourself can be some sort of mechanism that you think you need to do because this way maybe it thinks that you're gonna be safe or it keeps you in the comfort zone so you kind mm -hmm. of choose it but on the other hand i definitely want to overcome it because mm -hmm. it keeps me from pursuing my dreams mm -hmm. yeah well i mean that's a good way to put it but i think it as you said like some part of it would always stay it just depends how if you choose to believe it or not moving forward I mean, I think on the on the other hand, it's a good thing that it stays because it means that you're trying the things that you never did. So yeah, hundred percent. You should always be trying the new things. You should always try to do things that bring you maybe discomfort because that means that you will discover new things about yourself and life and learn new things. And this is when you can start doubt yourself because you simply never have never done it. So most probably you will suck at it. But mm -hmm. I think you start to win life at the point when you accept that every time when you start something, you're going to be mostly bad at it and you don't know what you're doing. But then there's this magic thing that if you like it one way or the other, you will get better at it and you will meet people to connect with. And that's worth doing it. It's worth being bad at first. That's amazing. And with that huge bombshell is where we will end this conversation. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much, Veronica, for taking the time. I love, I love our conversation. And I'm pretty sure yeah, a lot of people will find more inspiration uh, from it. And they will also check out your handles. Opisella Studio. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you so much.